whoa, what is this? Avengers Infinity War? Because apparently we're east of Whedon. Bam! Hit the theme music. Boom. about time when it starts to fade out and we start to come in hey here we are gabriel we're timing these things so well we're wizards we're so good at this welcome listener readers to slow readers i love it america's fast-paced literature podcast let me get close to the mic Mm -hmm. uh brought to you by top gown radio Uh gabriel this is a show about books it's a show about literature is this a strand strand this is a show about the strand 80 this is a show about the strand general this is a strand about books this is a show about threads of fate the long forgotten square enix game what's the no that's not i was thinking um i was gonna say something uh the fucking uh del toro joe hill story joel horro uh the vampire thing it's a tv show who does that it's del Del toro and chuck hogan oh really is it oh no that sounds right you know who chuck hogan is um no i always confuse him with uh the guy who plays uh um uh uh, uh, the ceo the coo in um CXO. Yeah, XO oh, of uh, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's let's not get all the words right right Yeah, now. let's just mess up every single one. <laughs> let's it's like that thing, you know, what's the the thing oh the Welcome the, to, like, uh, the, the, the fast um watchers yeah. uh, I, I give up. So Yes, Dan. Uh, this is a fast-paced literature podcast. Sure is. I don't. I don't. I already blanked out whatever the fuck we were trying to say before. Something about Terry Hogan or Chuck Hogan. Something like, like that. Oh, Chuck train. Hogan. Yeah, he's the he's a he's a novelist. He wrote uh uh the the novel that became the movie The Town. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, if, for me, he's just another generic white man writer name. Well, like sorry. Michael Connelly, Jesus. author of uh the Black Wait, Michael... Echo, also known as show starring Titus Welliver as Bosch. The hell are you? Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He writes that. I have that on, what's it called? I have that on Kindle. It's the, it's good. There's it's just f- that, like, like generic man name, generic book title, Bosch. Bosch. The exciting uh, 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 book series. Bosch. It's an exciting cop series where the cop really loves painting triptychs about hell. <laughs> and, uh, well, yeah. I mean, the other great thing. Uh, uh, who writes, um, I'm playing out his name. Who writes uh, Jack Reacher? What's his name? You know, this might make a fun new game show for us where we turn white guy auth- generic white guy authors and like, now I'm going to give you a list of three books and you're going to tell me which one was written by Chuck Hogan. <laughs> uh, the, we'll like, think about that. I don't, we don't have to prepare right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it white. Like me personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it that. I would just think it's like, yeah, but that's like when you look at like a thriller writer's series mm-hmm. of books, like Clive Klusler. Like, would you... Clive Klusler. Like, I, I think the, the dude who writes uh, Jack Reacher is pretty cool. Supposedly, Bosch is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I enjoy that book I'm reading. all for making fun of and taking the shit on Clive Klusler. And sure. he's dead. The guy who wrote Sahara? The guy who wrote... Sahara! That was me. Sahara? Did you hear that? Sahasrala? <laughs> that was my computer, the guy who huh? gives Link instructions on which temples to go to? Uh, yeah, him. I knew it. But uh but yeah, he's dead and uh yeah, just look at the pictures. He's like, dead and you're glad. He his like the books that are coming out with his name. Now he's either dead or he's gonna near be dead. dead. But um but we'll introduce ourselves in a moment, by the sure. way. Sure. But uh we're talking about books. We we're talking about books. Uh, but uh if you look at the the like the covers are horrible CGI Photoshop things. Like it's hmm. literally like a train in a helicopter in an action shot with the title Hard Target or something like oh, that. No. Like it's it's really fucking bland. Hmm. And if you look in the back it is like some bald, I won't say schlubby, but he's like older, so he's thicker. Stocky. Stocky. Yeah, that's like, a nice way to say fat. Bald, white goatee. Okay. Uh, in like a bomber jacket. Sure. Uh, sunglasses. Uh-huh. Like kind of tr- like, not exactly playing up to be cool, but clearly he's like, listen, I have money ladies uh-huh uh surrounded by his uh car collection okay so you know i was so, on board until that part. <laughs> yeah so at that point yeah it, what did you hear something yeah, beeping? that might be that. me is it not i don't think it's me oh that is you yeah. you know like, like I, I was totally on board until it's surrounded by his cars. surrounded by a fleet of cars because i was preparing my whole debate of like well to be fair daniel he is an author who brought like joy to many countless people and he's rich and we're not oh the cars fuck that guy yeah well you which is weird uh the funny thing is that like if i Wait, said he if... had a fleet of motorcycles you'd be on board no i'd still be like Okay, you don't show it off that much. What if the next Joyce Carol Oates book, it's her in the exact outfit, in the exact pose, exact background? 
I'm happy with that. I would be I, so I, fucking yeah, thrilled. I, I'm, I'm all for that. Be so, uh, before we go any further, uh, I am your usual co-host, Who? Daniel Gonzalez. Who? Uh, an audio producer, or writer, editor, and an author. I've never seen you in my life. Gabriel, who and what are you? Hello, everyone. My name's Gabe Mara. I'm a uh. comedian, and I'm a writer, and yeah. I'm an audio producer, uh. and uh, yeah, just, just just making it happen. Just a straight chiller, man. Yeah, I'm one of those chill beans. I'm a guy you'd find on a beanbag chair if it's Birkenstocks, light in a bowl. <laughs> oh, that is... 100% you. Yeah. Is that like not like we definitely we we watched Savages last night for research. Um the the Don Winslow book movie made by Oliver Stone and mm. I spent a good quarter of that movie being like, "You know what? I just don't like weed." Squirming just being like, "I don't care for all this weed." Gee, I honestly I can smell this movie and it's quite rank. Uh Gabriel, before we go any further, first okay. off we should say a couple things. First like off, what? That if uh if people want to go to the mm. main book talk because we have a book to talk about today. Yep. We're not going to talk about it just yet, but we should get hit there relatively soon because we're we're going a bit long with the intros. Doubt it. Um, but if you want to jump to that, there's a time code below in the notes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and click that. That'll lead you directly to when we actually start talking about the yeah, book. Yeah, if you're only here to talk about or to listen to us talk about or East talk of about, Eden I mean. by John Steinbeck, mm-hmm. then check out those show notes. And if you want to talk to us about East of Eden, go ahead and click that link and go down to the discussion yeah. and talk along with us. Oh, yeah. Just press the button. So just start shouting at your phone. Yeah. Just write your own podcast. Shouting mm-hmm. back. Yes, so oh, readers, cool I would love that. Back. I'd uh, be so flattered. It's actually solid. We should okay. we should do that for uh, 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 lore. <laughs> you know that would be that's actually a really funny idea for a terrible podcast where basically it's you responding to indiv- It's almost like you play them concurrently. Like it's like a commentary track to a podcast where you respond angrily to random things. Mm-hmm. And I think if you did it as a comedy, it might actually be really funny. It, it might be pretty solid, yeah. but. There's that, and we also need to say that, uh, and usually we say this for book talk, but let's say it up front, because again, we should uh, uh, not drag these intros on as we usually do, okay. because we're, we're, we tend to like kind of greet one another. Yeah. Is, is is it that um, this is part of a series we're doing? Yes. It's, oh. This is part of the Strand 80 series. The Strand 80, baby. Gabriel, what is the Strand? Ladies and gentlemen, the Strand is a bookstore, one of the most famous bookstores in the world. It's in, it's in the East Village of New York, oh. um, right on Union Square. Um, it's 16 miles of books. Is that what it is? is that and you and I both failed that test to become employees there but I, I don't think we failed the test I think our hours just were not compatible because we are in school uh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, besides we, that, um, yeah. The Strand, this amazing bookstore, has a list, a famous list of 80 reader favorites the list itself is a bit hokey in parts yeah we'll talk about yeah, we'll that talk later. we'll get to that especially in episode 100 we'll talk about that mm-hmm. but um we're going over every single book on the strand 80 doing every single one of them we love you the strand we don't really like your 80 too much but we love you you're... i've given you a lot of money over the years mm-hmm. you're give uh... us a retweet yeah everyone out there needs to uh if they don't know what the strand is find out what it is if if you're able go there and shop there it's Even a just... wonderful store it's a beautiful store that said, it's not great at making top eighty lists. Yeah. Okay. Let's like let's go since we are now in Los Angeles, Daniel. Mm. Let's go to the last bookstore, one of the biggest bastions of books on the West Coast, mm. and let's see if they have a list. Oh, I bet they do. I bet it's fucking cool. I bet it's cool. Unlike those god, unlike these damn... goddamn literati, illuminati, literati, yeah. Pavarotti. Gabriel, what? There's one thing I want to do. Parvati Pavel. Before we go on vacation, until we go on break. We go on sabbatical. Until we, until we go on sabbatical and we come back and we talk about books. Yeah, we're, we're going to post episodes of This American Life yeah. instead of us. We're literally going to go away for two weeks, go to the go to like an island, hang mm-hmm. out, meet some honeys. Meet some honeys. Come back with children, not ours. Um, okay, yeah, whatever, I'm done with that. And then we're going to talk about books. Okay. But uh, there's one thing I want to do beforehand. What's and that, And it's a Daniel? little segment called, uh, Isn't It Hard? They hit the theme music. Okay. <laughs> do it more aggressive. Like All a, right. Like a Bill Maher thing. Isn't it hard the way that you tell me? Isn't it hard the way that you serve tea? This is a story time from Daniel Gonzalez about why his penis is hard. It's not necessarily hard in that way, but yeah. Yeah, I, you gave me nothing to <laughs> okay. go on. Well, well, good. That was kind of the idea, except yeah, I, yeah, I, I should have so. figured that it was immediately going to go to a penis mm-hmm. thing. All right. Yeah, anyway, that's on you. <laughs> it's true. I didn't think that far. Uh, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Um, so let me tell you about, you know, isn't it hard 
that I gotta deal with some hard things every once in a while. Okay. You know what's hard? What's that? Okay, you know how when something's coming out down the line and you're like like a poop you're trying yeah like a poop no like huh? like like uh like your new favorite musician's favorite a new album like uh, my new favorite um, musician um, who you know got we're not gonna talk about that no 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 we're not gonna know no, that's, that's not where this that's, is going that's kind of a huge subject that we can't bring up right now <laughs> yeah no we really can't i don't think we ever will um but like a movie coming down the line like hey man mm-hmm. aren't you excited that what do you call it's coming out sure and we tend to frequent like certain like news outlets or media outlets that like kind of like you know do a lot of promotion. Infowars, yeah, Infowars, all that. They'll mm-hmm. like pump Breitbart. People. Breitbart will always pump you about like your, the next uh, yeah. uh, uh, Joe Wright. To movie. To be fair, Joe I Wright love Robert. Breitbart's movie reviews. Do they do movie reviews? I have never gone to that website. That would be so exciting. That'd we be so weird. Anyway, um, but no. So like, I try to avoid. When I'm excited about something, I can barely contain myself. I try to not think about it. Makes Especially sense. Especially if it's close, if it's coming down the line. Mm-hmm. So we're depressives. All week, mm-hmm. my brother has been texting me constantly. Yeah. About Sikuru. A di- Is uh, it how it's pronounced? Uh, something. Yeah, Sikuru. Sikuru. Sikuru sounds actually right, though the way that everybody's been saying it. Um. But uh, I have been watching videos on that. Sekiro. Sek- Sekiro? Se- it's like Sekiro. It's S-E-K. Colorless. Co- colorless Sekiro. Yeah, and... colorless Sekiro. Yeah, exactly. Sek- it's Sekiro. Uh, 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 S-E-K-I-R-O. Sekiro. Shadows die twice. Sekiro. Sekiro. Sekiro, Sekiro, Sekiro. Colorless Sekiro. So Sekiro. Uh, and then many pilgrimages. But anyway, so like that's coming down the line and I'm excited for it. I'm trying to think about it. Every damn day, my brother texts mm. me from because of the time difference. Before I wake up, sure. Until like pretty much to the end of the night, and mm-hmm. don't be wrong, I I love talking to my brother about you know, from software video games. Sure. And and you know what, like, but it's like I'm trying not to think about it. For those of you who are completely lost, uh-huh. one from software is the game company that made the famous game series Dark Souls, yeah. notorious for their incredible difficulty level and very fervent fan base. Daniel is obsessed with this series. I am not. And second part of that, Daniel's brother is not very considerate. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, in a brotherly way. Sure. With me, at least. I suppose. I, know. I don't know. But um, but uh, yeah, uh, trying to give him more credit. I'm trying not to be so a thing because again, trying not to be like me. When you're when you're when you're a brother, you tend to have like a very like like narrow field of vision when it comes to close family members. Sure. You know? that's, that's, so I'm trying to be more considerate. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so he's trying to do this to me and I'm trying my best not to think about it. It okay. is less than two weeks away. Mm-hmm. I can wait two weeks, but it doesn't help when I'm constantly reminded that it's coming out and there's little scraps of information coming up before. Is he doing this to bother you? No. Or he's just, he just genuinely wants to share his joy with you? He's excited. He's ex- I can't tell him, I'm like, shut up, Matt, because that's a cold, stupid thing that you do. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying my best to like... I just ignore my brother. Well, I'm trying to ignore him, but that's also kind of like, he. it's like, it's like fucking assholes not text me back. I'm sure... So I have, so like I occasionally respond and I'm, tr- but I'm trying, trying not to get too excited about this. Okay. Isn't it hard? Hit the I theme music. I suppose so. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to sing it again. Okay. No, if, I, I, I guess so. It, it must be like for me, me and my brother, we have a very, we overlap ge- like generically on what we like, mm-hmm. but also um, my brother's the kind of person who thinks Gone Girl is a bad movie because he doesn't like Ben Affleck. And oh, yeah? if that's your genuine opinion, you're not doing that to troll me. Uh, everything you like is in question now. Everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm getting red in the face thinking about him saying those words to me. And I couldn't even argue because he'd be like, I just don't like him. And I'm like, you, you can't say I just don't. No, you need, you need to back your fucking opinion. Give me something. You, you're wrong. You're wrong. That was Gabe's segment of, isn't it hard? Isn't it hard to have an asshole older brother? <laughs> Uh, that is, that is kind of a Gone, Gone Girl is a not that he doesn't like it. He thinks it's a bad movie. Almost apropos of nothing, completely unrelated. Next thought, because I don't like Ben Affleck. Yeah, it's not like he's seen it, right? No, he's seen it. So he's all right. Whatever. I'm not gonna go down that way. I'm just like, all right. Yeah, that's it's a dumb opinion. Douche. But uh, but yeah, Gone Girl, good movie. Great uh, movie. Good book. Great Maybe book. at some point we should. Is is it on the string eighty? No, yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I I really like that book, but to be perfectly honest, the movie's better. All right, the well, Curse of the Fincher. At some point, we should we should do um, Dark Places. I, I would actually really like to do that. Yeah. Uh, which is the, the Sherpa object. For people who also don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the Gillian Flynn novels. Gillian. She wrote three of them. Mm-hmm. The Middle Child, the one that hasn't been adapted. Well, actually, was adapted into a Yeah, movie apparently not very good very one. good, apparently. Nicholas Holt's in uh, it. A lot of people. Uh, Corey Stoll's in it. Jessica Chastain. 
Christina Hendricks? Not just it's, Char- it's Charlie Theron. All right, Charlie Theron. Theron. Jessica Chastain. No. Uh, oh, Christina Hendricks. Huh? It is Christina Hendricks. It's okay. Christina Hendricks. And then Chloe Grace Moretz and, as you said, Nicholas Holt. Yeah, and uh, Corey Stoll. And with that, with all those fucking uh, 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 people in it, it's apparently also just not worth seeing, which is a monster pain in the end. Like, you know, yeah, to be uh, fair, like, that one is, it, it. that's a much difficult, more difficult, like... Uh, to adapt, at least? Yeah, an adaptation than the other two. All right. Well, I tell you what we should do in the future. Finish Sharp Objects. That said... We did Sharp Objects. No, I meant the, the show. Actually, before I even see that show, I want to see Big Little Lies. You should really see that. Because it's by like, the same, like, the, same the, director, the director, right? But not really the same. Like The tone is the same, but they're completely different shows. Um, From what you said before, uh, you kind of had me completely convinced that Big L- Little Lies is exactly what I want to see. And that Sharp Objects is fun and going to be really solid. But I'm going to probably like the way that Big Little Lies is told. I think you might actually, you might like Sharp Objects more. Why is that? Um, because I think it's much more of a straightforward kind of a, like, complicated. I mean, you you read the book, yeah. So you know the story. I think on that ground alone, I think um, Big Little Lies is extremely well done. It's it's essentially thriller melodrama. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why I hesitate because ultimately it's about marital like. Did mar- marital difficulties? Well, yeah, but that that's that's fine. I mean, it it, it really because it's like and we can have like this we have this ongoing discussion about melodrama and whatnot and, mm-hmm. and our feelings about it. Where it's like melodrama in a sense, uh, I'm perfectly fine with. It's like more like that strict. It's like I would rather prefer to have like the opposite of melodrama mm-hmm. and also like that that genre of melodrama is is something else because in a sense like Game of Thrones is is like a mel- it's like practically like you know soap opera technically with dragons. it's yeah. a melodrama yes um, especially the melodrama like... the technical definition of that is drama with music that's all melodrama means oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's yeah all right it has well, it now has it has a connotation of being about like a Douglas Sirk about kind of yeah thing or something like that yeah about high stakes and very very like broad large emotions which mm. isn't necessarily the case but i do like i like a circ uh, melodrama yeah, as much mm. as i like a quieter melodrama and in a sense you were you mentioned Ordinary even people's uh, one celeste ing's novel from last last week was yeah. a, was a melodrama as well and i was it's like melodramatic it's like it's it's like it is like not i don't know like i wouldn't say like you, you said it right like broad big emotions mm-hmm. but it's about but for a family going through grief from like a, a daughter who died sure. and everything like that, it's like I don't I wouldn't necessarily call that like big oh, no, broad no, no, emotions. But, you know, nobody breaks into a song about about being torn up inside. Like that would be melodramatic. Anyway, I suppose. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Uh, so we're going a bit long. Mm-hmm. I said we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So and but all you know what we talked about books the whole time. We really did. Except when I talked about Sekiro. Yes. Sekiro. 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 Also, I'm completely blanking out in the subtitle. Two blades dance in the shadows of night. No. Wrath of heaven. Something Electric dies Google. twice or something yeah, like that. Some, well, Sekiro, Sekiro means a one-armed uh, wolf. Anyway, so uh, let's go on break. Shadows die twice. Thank you. I fucking forgot that hard. Uh, that's mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. We forgot half of the things we were talking about. Yeah, I'm uh, playing the witness. I blame the witness, too. Um, I'm playing the witness. Seems really fun. I should actually It's great. That. I really like it. Uh, Gabriel? Yep. We're going to go on break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about books. We should have a gaming podcast called Jonathan Blowjobs. What? Is that his name? Jonathan Blow? From? Who made Braid and also Witness. Oh, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I'm sorry. You completely... I don't I didn't remember right. Jonathan All Blow. All you was heard the, was Blowjobs. The na- yeah. Well, also, I wasn't <laughs> thinking about the name Jonathan Blow. <laughs> and there was that other podcast I wanted to start talking about um, the works of classic 70s actress and also independent entrepreneurial space ventures. And we call it Sissy SpaceX. So we're going to go on break. Okay. Uh-huh. And when we come back, we're going to talk about books. All right. We're not going to talk about fucking sissy space strike. Yeah. Well, what, <laughs> what, what, what is this? Um, Post-Justice League? Because it's East of Whedon? Which is solid. I was happy with that. Good job. Thanks, man. Uh, I'm really bad at that. You're better at that. Uh, Gabriel, go on yeah. break. All right. Go on a break. Welcome back. Edward Norton shit himself to death?
dear listener readers. Yes. Let's leave that hanging and not explain it. Uh-huh. Uh, this is Slow Readers. Hello, everyone. America's Fast Face. Uh, and this is a book talk. It is. We made it to book talk, Daniel. We finally did it. It's still the Strand 80. What yes. number was this one again? Pff, fuck if I know. Oh, let me bring up that list real quick. Get that list going, dude. Uh, Gabriel, uh, Strand 80. What have we done before so far in the So we're doing every book on the Strand 80, all these reader favorites. So we've done... Um, the picture of Dorian Gray. We've Ooh. done Slaughterhouse Five. Ooh. We've done um, A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. We've done The Hobbit. And that's pretty much it. We also have done other ones like for the show already. Yeah. Um, we just we've already done, done Handmaid's yet. Tale. We've already done. Uh, we did The Sun Cradle. Also Rises, for example. The Sun Also Rises. Uh, we did Harry Potter and the fuck first one. Where Harry was Potter one? and the Sorcerer's Philosophy. Yeah, that one. Um, we did number 24, uh, East of Eden by John Steinbeck. Cool. We did, or we're doing that as we're we speak. We're doing that, yes. Doing it, doing it. Very important. We haven't done it. We're doing it. We're doing it right. Yes. Doing it, it's a good song. Everybody's rocking and we're doing it right. Uh, Gabriel. Yes, bef- Daniel. Before we get into the actual Co-host of the show, time, Daniel. Yes. And, and co-host of the show, Gabriel. That's my name. Mara Fuckstein. Yeah. Um. Mara Fuckstein. Yeah. From Israel. Yeah. Mara, Mara <laughs> Fuckstein from Israel. <laughs> So, um, uh, before we start talking about East of Eden, okay. let me fill you in on some little-known facts about a little-known author named John Steinbeck. Didn't we do him before? We have. We did uh, We did just tortilla flat, right? We did that one about that guy who makes corn flat tortillas. Yes, that's that's what that entire book The King book's Arthur about. one where it's all about the alcoholic Mexicans. Yes. And it's still really bad of, when you say it like that. Still one of my favorite books ever. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good book. It's, uh, I, I, I very much, and we can talk about this then because like, there's something, cause here's like the interesting thing that, cause like, uh, I've always had the kind of misperception, conception of, mm-hmm. uh, misconception it, it could go either way actually yeah, a misconception, um, of like, I always assumed that John Steinbeck was kind of like a consistently beloved writer. Yeah. Was he not? No. Um, in fact, for the. The big thing I want to, because I don't want to talk about it too much, because like, yeah, he's the author of like of Mice and Men, uh, Grapes, of, Grapes Wrath. of Wrath, and and all, you know, like the, he, he's like mm-hmm. a legendary American Artemis writer. Fowl. Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl. Yeah, he did that. Uh, he wrote uh, the Maze Runner. He did on um, Babysitters Club, too. <laughs> but um, but no, uh, when he won the Nobel Peace Prize, Pulitzer. No, no, he won this, um, this <laughs> Wait, one Nobel no, Prize Nobel. for literature. Noble, yeah, he, yeah. Nobel Prize for literature. Uh, he wrote that he won for the Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> for what? <laughs> Did he resolve, did he end the Sino-Japanese war? Well, uh... Sino-Russian war? Coincidentally, um, he was actually involved, he was, he has a very strange history of being a patriot in America. Sure. For better or worse, he was involved with, and I forget what the actual name of it, but the precursor to the CIA. Oh, okay. And also, it was discovered well after the fact that he had reached out to the CIA. He was personal friends with, uh... I think it was Lyndon B. Johnson. LBJ. Uh, there's a great picture on Wikipedia of like, uh, because his son, uh, uh, John Steinbeck's son was in Vietnam I and see. he received a medal personally from like Johnson and Steinbeck's just like hanging out and it's like sure. described as like Steinbeck and his buddy. LBJ, his, his one of the Lynn. least controversial men in history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of which, um, and then like there's a, there's a, like he reached out to CIA to kind of said like uh, he offers services and there's no way of knowing yet what the response was. So like mm-hmm. he actually might've been involved with that. Uh, also one of the many controversial things about John Steinbeck is that he was a Vietnam supporter of the war. The only Vietnam supporter. Yeah. He supported side? Vietnam. Yeah. He was the all war. Bummed. Yeah. There you- <laughs> Solid, solid drama there. Uh, it was not purposeful. Yes. Um, uh, but no, yeah, he was, he was that he had a weird kind of like last 10 years of five years, 10 years. Sure, of you life. know, um, that kind of makes a lot of sense that if you're someone who's lived through the first two world wars, um, naturally you're going to think that like with all the red scare stuff, you're going to, th- you're going to think that domino effect is a real thing. The people yeah. often forget that that back then it sound like it sounded like a perfectly rational thing. They mm. only sound wicked dumb now in retrospect. Yeah. But back then it's that sounded like a very reasonable possibility. They didn't know what the communists were up to. Yeah, essentially if 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 the and Robert Heinlein, he he was a military man who was like, "Well, I've seen it work." Yeah, that was a fucking asshole. Anyway, um not you, the him. He knows what he's done. <laughs> yeah. Um but uh no, yeah, it's it's anyway, sorry. Yeah, they were they were dead ass wrong. Talking but, about the, you know, their their fear was just a fuck was understandable. Uh you can understand it, you might not agree with it. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think like judging an older person who lived through the world wars poorly for being Vietnam war supporters 
It's like, okay, I get it. He he personally, well, he was personally, because everyone, John Steinbeck was also known. I'm also going to get to the big thing that I said I was mm-hmm. going to start with, but I didn't start Beck with. Beck Johnstein? Um, is that he was, uh, because he, he wrote uh, novels such as uh, Grapes of Wrath, mm-hmm. uh, he did uh, Of Mice and Men, mm-hmm. um, Indubious uh, Battle. Big Little Lies. He did Big Little Lies. Yeah. Um, he's kind of, he's known as like the legendary, like, writer for the for the working man sure like he wrote about like about uh, drunk mexicans poor he wrote about poor people who are working got nothing for it and were basically like at like we're stuck in a, in a cycle yeah. of basically just like working for nothing for people with money from what i've heard about it i think i'd like cannery a row more than i liked her to flat yeah cannery row and i'm I've, I've owned a copy of this and i've always wanted to read it um mm-hmm. it, yeah especially because of something we can talk about with this as well that, that like relates to another reason why it'd sure. be interesting cannery row but Despite that he that he was known to be as like the working man, uh, he wrote a book towards the end of his life called Travels with Charlie. Travels of Charlie. Travels with Charlie. Travels right? with Charlie. Yeah, I don't know. You're telling me. Um, so, yeah, have you heard of it? You know, no, what it is? I've not. It's a it's Is a there non- anything like Fishing of John. It was it was one of the last books he put out. It was a nonfiction book where literally he he bought like an RV or whatever. And he had a, a poodle named Charlie, and he cool. drove over around the country. Awesome. Kind of knowing that it was his last chance to look at America because his health was kind of going downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, all the like people knowing John Steinbeck as being like a very liberal, you know, like I believe in the working man. Around what year was this? This was like in the sixties, like around sixty, maybe like okay. right at the end of the fifties or so. But like, uh, well, it, very important. Um. Also on top of this, like he he tends to like characters who are amoral, mm-hmm. you know, he, like they have like a very like loose kind of system there. Um, that book apparently, and I own a copy of that too, is him kind of driving around just going like, oh, young kids these days, huh? Like it's it's literally like an old man saying like these wild kids with their sex and their loud music and their rock and roll. We sure. used to believe in morals. Okay. So that was one of the other things in the last ten years of his life where people are just like, what the fuck? What, what, they, we, what is this all about? We thought you were cool, John. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I wanted to lead with, and is the last thing I'll mention before we start time with the book because we're okay. running long, is that uh, when he won the uh, the Pulitzer. For the Nobel, for, the for, Nobel for East of Eden. For Nobel, no, he won the Nobel for uh, our Winter of Our Discontent. Winter of Our Discontent. Winter of Our Discontent. Sure. Um, which was like the last novel he published while alive. You did the research, not me. Um, it was incredibly controversial because people threw a fit. They mm-hmm. said, "We're giving it to John Steinbeck. He wrote one good novel." Wow. Yeah, that was uh, that was such a reaction, and the controversy around that, plus like just. Like the struggle for basically him kind of like answering questions about like, do you think that you earned it? Do you hear that people like really don't think that you're any good? So what year is this? This this was um like fifty two ish. Wow. Uh, like it, like early fifties or so. And so he never published another piece of fiction before dying. Hmm, that's pretty uh, wild. And so like yeah, and it's and it's pretty crazy and it's interesting thing about again like people consider his one great novel the only good novel he's written would mm-hmm. be Grapes of Wrath. Okay. And another great uh, controversy was that people say that his characters are unrealistic. Uh, they they tend to t- pick apart the uh, immorality of his characters and whatnot. Interesting. And also, again, they also don't like the fact that he seemed to like support like the a- like the average Joe, and then at the end of his life was acting like an old bitter conservative like white man like complaining about like hippies or whatever. That's you know? a really interesting journey. I mean, like, what year was the movie of East of Eden? Uh, oh, that was forties. I think late forties. No. That was 50s? The, that was the 50s. Yeah, okay. Like, sorry, keep going. No, no problem. It's it's about then. I honestly keep forgetting that Grapes of Wrath was a uh, John Ford, a Henry Fonda Yeah, the movie. book itself was 52. Grapes of Wrath? No. No, East of Eden. Okay, yeah. Yeah, East, East of Eden was for... Oh, fuck. One second. Am I getting these dates wrong? When, when, uh, <laughs> when was our, 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 our Winter of Our Discontent? When, look, do me a favor. Look at the scene. Yeah, I looked it up. Hold on. So the movie was 55. It was very quickly after it. Yeah. But um, uh, Winter of Our Discontent? Oh, Let's East, find out. Yeah, East of Eden. Um, oddly enough, like, it's the same thing with, like, a lot of, like, the, the legendary, like, like American modernist novels that came out in the early 20th century. Like, a movie version came out within years, but nobody remembers them except for, like, East of Eden and, and Grapes of Wrath. That's, That's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, The Winter of Our Discontent came out in 1961. Yeah, okay. So, it was Winter of Our Discontent. So, yeah, then he won, like, the award, like, the next year. Mm-hmm. And he died in, I think, like, 68, 70, something like that. I don't know, but something like so that. It's he died an, in sixty eight. 
68, okay. So, like, it's it's an interesting thing. I thought, I always thought that he, I know that he wrote, like, a bunch of novels that nobody fucking remembers because they're really not good. Mm-hmm. But, like, like later in his life. But, yeah, I didn't really know that he was, that people kind of looked at him as if he was, like, more of, like, a popular writer and, like, kind of, like, a blowhard big name. Well, that's kind of the funny thing, I think, always about, all about, like, about literature in the past mm-hmm. that we think that that these are great works of art when even going back to Shakespeare his work was work for plebeians yeah. it was it was body material for the crowds and same thing we mentioned this in our West of Sunset episode um, which uh, did you ever finish that? No yeah. you should yeah you, you uh, really no, should I've been thinking about that lately a lot to be honest with yeah. you yeah. but you know that the public perception of Fitzgerald especially while he was alive and then for years afterwards was that everyone was like you mean F. Scott Fitzgerald that shitty dude who beat his who beat his mistress yeah. and threw his wife in an insane asylum <laughs> and only wrote one good book yeah. I think people they tend to vilify people for a long time until they are their works when the, their personal characters are forgotten and their works are remembered uh Oddly enough, because you can almost say the same thing happened with Hemingway, where he kind of became like a parody of himself when he was younger and talented. Makes sense. And then like, and then he, you know, because by the end, he like literally was like big game hunter, big papa guy when like he started out being like a sensitive man. I think in 40 years, people are going to revere like Stephen King as being like, oh, truly the greatest novelist of our time. He's going to be like, he's essentially going to be like, you know, I mean, he already is, but he's going to be even more of like an Agatha Christie. Yeah. It's Uh, like, oh, like there's going to be a Doctor Who episode about meeting Stephen (laughs) King. It's going to, it's a really shitty thing to say, but, and it's very cynical to say this because because I believe it's the case. The best thing for Stephen King's career is for him to die. But what about The Outsider? It's fine. Yeah. But, I loved it. But but no, but here's the thing. He can he he has years of great fiction to write, mm-hmm. but for him to be like revered like a legend, like if he were to die, that would be best for him. I don't want him to die. I want him yeah. to keep writing. Sure. But, but you want you want to you want his legacy to stay intact. No, I don't I don't I don't want him to die. I'm just saying that like for him to like become oh, no, like so that the you, great you, want, you don't want him to die, but you do want his legacy to be like Intact. Well, yeah, I do. I mean, I don't cross your fingers. He hasn't raped anybody. <sighs> that said. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that said. Speaking of West of Sunset. Speaking of West of Sunset, we'll go East of Eden. Hey, hey. Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Uh, we are reading East of Eden. Yes. Uh, this is spoiler the... for how this episode goes. Yeah, spoiler for how this episode goes. Also, we, should we say up front uh, how f- this is, is a is a is a long novel. This is a long book. <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna talk about what this what this about? Because this is your first time picking up the book. This is my first time picking up the book, but I have seen the movie for a fifties um, film class back a couple years ago. Yes, and I have not seen the. I don't know anything about the movie besides mm-hmm. they see East of Eden with a picture of. What's his name? James nuts? Dean. James Dean. So mm-hmm. that's all. And have I know. you have you finished the book before in the past? No. You've never finished? Okay. I, I got about halfway through. A little so, more than halfway through. Um a brief summary of what East of Eden is for those who don't know. East of Eden follows uh for the most part the Trask family mm. and in parallel the Hamilton family, two different families in Salinas, California. It is extremely biblical in nature, referring often to um a Cain and Abel's sons and how they are different. Um like so there's a lot of backstory leading up to Adam Trask being the patriarch of a family, ultimately culminating in his two sons, Caleb and Aaron, and mm-hmm. how these these sons and these brothers fundamentally misunderstand each other and want different things out of life. And yeah, basically, it's um, a uh, synecdoche of the Bible. Something like that, yeah. That's actually it's a synecdoche specifically of of like the Cain and Abel story. Mm-hmm. Even though you have like this weird kind of sensation of like, like Aaron's father being like a god, like a weird fucked up god figure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, yeah. That's that's actually a fine yeah. way to put it. But a lot of that is mostly from like. So I I, I read the Wikipedia article, mm-hmm. obviously, but. I've only, I know how the whole story ends because of the movie, but I was surprised to discover I'm I'm only a third through the book so far. This book's long, mm-hmm. and all the stuff in the book completely new to me. Yeah, and, and the first thir- like like apparently the movie is the latter half of the book, like, like the last a, third I think. Like, yeah, like about a reverse Akira. Yeah, um, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, before when I, the first time I read this, I, I read like halfway little halfway through mm-hmm. and for years i had no idea what the east of eden movie was because looking at the thing i keep going who does james dean play mm-hmm. like there's no young men in this uh yeah there are well there is eventually and also because adam trask and the first charlie third of the book is all about young adam and well, young charles yeah but they age pretty quickly 
because uh, like if you look at like how much like they stare young men, like it's pretty, sp- especially for like a twenty year old, you know. Yeah. That's how old they, like James Dean was. Something like that. <coughs> St- yeah, staying in. I know. <laughs> uh, so like, so like, I I had no idea, and just knowing the fact that he plays he plays Cal or Aaron. He plays Cal. He plays Cal. Caleb. Uh, uh yeah. He so just knowing that it's just, I'm just like really he put, mm-hmm. that's the main character of the movie. Yeah, it's very interesting. So, I, yeah. I can I can see why that would turn out. Also, there's no Lee. Who is a character everyone's been talking up to me? Yes. Like, I, I talk about liking that movie. People are like, oh man, but Lee isn't in it. I'm like, huh? Uh, I think my reaction, knowing, no, because I, I didn't stop reading the book because I didn't like it. I just stopped. It was like, it, this is like the, I, I mentioned this before, this might be the the origin story of me picking up a book that I really like and then getting all ADD and not finishing it. Sure. Around, so how old were you when you picked this up first up? Must have been like 16, 17. Okay. Because like, like I'm like, was it, was it young Daniel puffing on cigarettes? <laughs> Being like, with, I'm fucking cool, man. Yeah, with a worn copy of East of Eden in his bag, sitting down at Union Square, smoking a ciggy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's uh, the, also the the Oprah uh, uh, book club version that uh, uh-huh. that I, do we have her? O- o- Oprah, Oprah. I don't. Uh, she's she's a she's a woman in television. Anyway, is that, is that she, Gail's friend? Yeah, she uh, yeah, and she also co-starred in uh, A Wrinkle in Time. Oh yeah, yeah. I got you. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, no, she uh, like uh, she's like there's like the paperbacks that all look like the one that I have. Yeah, the many, white one. Yeah, the, the, the white Oprah ones. edition. The um, edition. Yeah, those are the ones that I kind of grew up knowing. Uh, uh, Grapes of Wrath and East of Eden. Yeah, those like. are the popular ones. Those are the popular ones. So uh, and now I'm like literally picking up the same thing again. So okay, but I didn't. Yeah, like so I stopped reading it, but I liked it. And just knowing the fact that it's like, oh, an East of Eden movie, cool. And I'd be like, I look at the thing, I'm like, Lee's not in it. Pfft. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that that would well, be my. Um, let's 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 admit now we did not finish the no, book this it's time around. Fucking long. And um, I think so. We're gonna re- we're gonna return to this book. Um, af- at episode one hundred one. One hundred one, maybe one hundred two. One hundred one, one hundred two, depending on how we're going along. But um, what we're doing along with part two because we're gonna finish it for part two. Yes. Unlike Homegoing, mm. um, we are also gonna watch the movie of Daniel for the first time. Yes. Uh, uh, you've seen the movie already, right? Yeah. You're I... going to see the famous scene where James Dean sees the beans and he does a little dance and Ilya Kazan is like, yes, this is pure cinema. That's, that's uh, a true story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. And there's uh, me being a film fan, knowing that this is like seeing on the waterfront, another movie that like, is like another a really. Another Ilya Kazan movie. It's, yeah, oh, is it? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's also stars like, it's like the Marlon Brando showcase mm-hmm. film. That's such a fun. I, I I'll go into that next time because yeah. I have such a bone to pick of that whole argument. Everyone that is like Marlon Brando, greatest actor of all time, best performance on the waterfront. And if only you've seen like Godfather and that, you see like, so he just acts like a fucking doof, and he he has a monologue about boxing, and then you learn more about it. If you see Streetcar Named Desire, it's it's like the difference is like watching Heath Ledger in Brokeback and Heath Ledger in like. 10 Things I Hate About You, or As the Joker. You're like, oh, there was a baseline where Marlon Brando was nothing but a very, very sexy dude mm-hmm. with a lot of smolder, and then he straight up went Forrest Gump in this fat dude who likes boxing. Yeah, uh, I watched a documentary on Mar- Marlon Brando that kind of like really put a lot of that in perspective, especially because like nobody really sees... Like I didn't finish watching On the Waterfront. I didn't care about that much. Like He's great, but... It's a movie that's really only good with context which is a shame yeah um which i not to spoil it but i think that's going to be the case for east of eden the movie it real. i mean you got me i'll be there right. explain why you'll be there important. for me bro i got you bro anyway we're, yeah. we're talking about all of that next so, well, next time we do um east of eden yeah, part two that said gabriel first time reading this yes, how do you feel about steinblacken's east and Eden? east and blocken stein and blocken yeah, how do you feel about how it? i feel about beck johnstein's eden east yeah how do you feel about that yeah I'm really into it. Mm-hmm. I, I really am. That Not to sound like a Dan Brown fan, but I'm really into how short the chapters are. That It reads like scripture. It reads like folklore in the best possible way. It's incredibly human stories, the pain of humanity, the pain of love, the pain of resentment, and it plays out in short little... Um, what are those things that Jesus... Parables. Parables, yeah. yeah. Like So I like this a lot. It's just a lot. It's it's. I, and now I, now and again, I'm 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 a little stymied of being like, wait, so who's who who's the Bible character now? So I I feel like I'm. It, it's like, 
it's like watching Mulholland Drive a little bit. Where it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's being like, look out. There's a clue in every scene. And I'm like, I can't enjoy it now. Who says that? The fucking jacket does. Yeah, but the jacket's fucking with you. See, I didn't know that. No, like, anyway, don't, yeah, ignore that. All right. Yeah, see, so don't, yeah. Hey, man, yeah, that, we'll have that, that, that Mulholland Drive discussion another time, all right? It was exactly the wrong thing for me to watch. <laughs> that movie fucked with me, and I resent being fucked with. I don't like playing guessing games. It's a, anyway, it's a, it's a, it, watch it as, an, as a grown-ass adult. We're not adult, talking about Mulholland Drive. It's, it's a great movie. Anyway. I believe it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so of this, um, I'm very captivated by the writing <laughs> It it for me it takes a minute for when he's when he like every chapter or so begins with long lush description of nature yeah and I my eyes glaze over while I read that until yeah a an electric character and there's almost always an electric character in every chapter every scene yeah you're always totally with like from the moment uh who is it it's um, Samuel it's Hamilton Adam Trask's mother because Adam, Trask's, Adam Trask's mother. mother uh, contracts uh, uh, the clap from her scumbag husband. Oh yeah, and then is so pious that she writes out like an like a, like an like a note of all of her sins, and then drowns herself in like in a, a tiny puddle. thing in a puddle because yeah. she's so pious. Yeah, that, that's pretty <laughs> um, great. From that until like I don't know, like I remember the guy. Not spoiler to get ahead. There's like some guy who like brings in like the the, the first car to like the Trask family, mm-hmm. and he's like this like old like mechanic being like, now listen, guys, you get this thing, you gotta do this and that and and yeah but um, yeah, i don't have not there yet but like it's there it's pretty much like it's full of characters that like you're yeah. totally with all yeah. the time every um, single character so far has been utterly fascinating um so i'll tell you where i stopped yeah um at the point where i'm at uh adam has married kathy mm-hmm. i'm super into kathy by the way i'm really i love the stories of kathy i love that kind of character especially once again i I know how the movie ends and i know what happens to kathy which again what a drag but mm-hmm. and now he's just purchased the sanchez farm after talking to uh talking to um samuel hamilton about like digging wells and clearly some allegories happening here is samuel hamilton god i don't know there well, actually, do you want to know? Well, yeah, sorry. Samilton. Sorry, go on. But uh, I'm not too sure exactly. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like, some, a lot of, like, the biblical stuff, like, is kind of out there. I'm amazed at the fact that, like, uh, another, like there's a lot to talk about here, um, especially in terms of, of creating this. There's a lot of descriptions about the Salinas Valley and what it looked like during a particular stage or whatever. Are we near there? What's that? Are we near there? ish i mean we're in california dude let's go on a pilgrimage with all the fucking hard steinbeck fans yeah just like what once upon a time i wanted to go to the quick stop grocery never <laughs> did but too bad yeah we'll go to the salinas we'll drink wine uh-huh. and like most things we do here in california everyone delicately asks if we're dating or not <laughs> yeah that happens yeah a lot. it happens a lot and you know what we're not insulted. No, it's fine. No, it's cool, bro. We're fucking cute, dude. We're fucking, we're fucking we're adorable, dudes. bro. We're, we're, kind du- of adorable. we're two dudes who are just like really close. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's exactly the plot of the importance of being earnest. It's not. I don't. Okay, whatever. Anyway, um, but no, no. Uh, so apparently, like one of the one of the many inspirations going into this book was that John Steinbeck was writing this because he wanted his children who were like really young at the time to mm-hmm. like understand it's like this it's like is the Tom and Adam something like, something like that some goddamn bullshit I don't know but yeah. uh Tom. basically like it was like well let me tell you the story about the Salinas Valley that will never be again and like the thing that he fell in He's love like with the Lorax. his actual parents fell in love with no oh, yeah um because uh apparently and I'm wondering exactly what the truth of this was because at some point and another thing we didn't mention so far is that there is kind of like this weird omnipotent omnipresent narrator who sometimes yeah, talks in the first person about that there's a lot of first, from, from first person talking here like and i and my mother talking about mm-hmm. his mother yeah that is steinbeck talking about his actual mother that's really cool which is really interesting because she is the is the daughter is one of the daughters of uh samuel hamilton hamilton right, olive yeah that's yeah right. uh, hamilton hamilton uh and so only one of the most popular musicals of all time pretty much yeah they made a musical out of him mm-hmm by uh, Benicio del Toro. Yes. What? <laughs> anyway, yeah, wrong, all, sorry, all of Hamilton, the school teacher. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and that was his actual mother. So like, because cool. I, I looked it up, that was his mother. His mother was an actual school teacher who actually instilled with him a love of writing and books. Neat. Um. And so the idea is that like I'm wondering at what like so like it's really cool how he's blending his family personal history with fiction and Bible stories and whatnot. Yeah. So like, and I'm curious what that is because I'm wondering if like again. 
he has like this really awesome story about like his mom and like who she was, like being like a school teacher in like the early like fucking twentieth century. Yeah. And then like like being like an enthusiastic war bonds like uh, uh like salesperson essentially, and then like she got awarded with like a crazy plane. It's like it's really awesome. Awarded for what? What's that? Rewarded with a what? With a plane ride. Oh, that's cool. What did I say? I just heard reward of a crazy plane. Sorry, a crazy plane ride. Okay, um, that's cool. But like, yeah, like all that stuff is 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 just like really neat. And I'm just like, so that's real. Is how much of Samuel Hamilton? Woof. Samilton. <laughs> Samilton. How much Samilton Sam is real? The ham. Because like again, I, I'm wondering because I feel like some person like Lee is very informed. Like, he must have known somebody down the line. Yeah. Like, the, a Lee... Someone had, like, a Lee in, like, we'll the, get to in the house and everything. We'll get to Lee next time. Should we? Well, we, get, we, should, we should well, get I haven't the... gotten to him yet, to be honest. You so, haven't? No, not yet. Did you get to, like, the first chapter with him? No, I, I told you literally where I stopped reading. Oh, actually, I think I know where you are. It's, like, right before Lee gets introduced. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm pages away from it. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, well, we'll get into it next time. Because he's a fascinating character. All right. Sure. Uh, but I tell you what, in that case, um, uh, 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 yeah. Let, let's go on break. When we come back, we'll do final thoughts. Final thoughts and then hazy memories. Hazy memories. Shauna thoughts. Shauna thoughts. Go to break. Okay. Uh, come back. Hi. <laughs> well, hello. Welcome back to Slow Readers. Sorry for fucking up everyone's eardrums there. <clears throat> That's you. Yeah, uh, welcome back to Slow Readers. This is just Top Gun Radio Show. Hi, I'm Daniel. You we're were... a literature podcast. Mm-hmm. We're a real one. I'm Gabe. We're real. We're talking about books the whole time. I'm the baby. With the box. So, <laughs> so Gabriel. Yes, uh, before, uh, f- Final thoughts. So, like, again, let's talk about this being on the Strand 80. Okay. And, I mean, how do you feel about this book so far being on the Strand 80? Totally deserves it. This is a great American novel. Yeah. That's, it's... I'm, I'm, I'm essentially reading this with no context, which is such a, like, what a strange comparison. We were just talking about that. Art should exist outside its historical context, but also... But weirdly It's enough, a wonderful yeah. thing to appreciate it based on, based on what it is. Like, On the Waterfront... Almost not even remotely enjoyable unless if you know everything about the backstory. Yeah. It's about glorifying snitches, which is really funny if you really can think about it. It's actually, yeah. Yeah, and then also, like, I didn't know anything about Steinbeck being kind of, everyone being kind of like, yeah, this working glass guy writing this douche book. Yeah, and especially because reading this, I mean, you, you, you use the words I was going to use. It is like, a, it is pretty much one of like the best examples of like the great American oh, novel. Oh, exactly. Like, I pick it up and I, and but my point I was getting at was yeah. that I, I didn't need context. This is just great writing. It's a great story and it really helps that it's biblical. I mean, I guess he's really into the whole sourcing, like, like kind of ideas from other material like the whole king arthur thing with uh with tortilla flat yeah but um this is i'm i'm very impressed by this i opened the book saw like two pages of oh the lush hills of the i'm like fuck all right and then the next page i meet characters and i'm like oh i like you already talking about like irish immigrants and such yeah yeah. i'm like yeah i'm in i i like this a lot um, yeah, and, and like, again, like, it, it begins with, like, that really pastoral image of just, like, the valleys and everything yeah. like that. It is, it is very, even though, like, the language, most of the language is very modern. Like, it yeah. doesn't feel that much out of time at all, mm-hmm. uh, unless it gets kind of racist about Indians. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, the, uh, so, like, also, yeah, we can talk about, when we talk about Lee and everything like that, we can talk about Steinbeck's kind of interesting, like, history about, like, uh, race and everything like that because okay. for the most part Th- he's pretty good but, objection an- but, an- but another point like he's either he's both incredibly like like pretty progressive mm-hmm. and also on the other hand he could also be like kind of like backwards the the I would say the worst example is him calling Indians lazy people who couldn't cultivate the land mm-hmm. um, which is pretty direct and heartful yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true and really um, like I, I had a, I had a lot I had a slew of problems with tortilla flat because of his depictions of the uh, the paisanos yeah and and the it's kind of interesting going into the controversy mostly because of... like he, he painted them as these fucking lazy goof offs that only care it was like watching a black and white cartoon about racist characters and I'm like. <laughs> Ugh. And uh, and but at the but the other end of that Apparently is that Lee he, kicks ass. Yeah, well, well, again, we'll get to that. Lee the man. Lee, Lee the man. That seems kind of in bad taste, especially the well, way the the way he talks sometimes. Lee's the man. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, no, but like, but yeah, it, he meant well though. 
Sure. He, he, no, he, he told, and, I, I can't, I'm not that mad because he clearly was like writing an affectionate story about yeah. these people he knew. And it's not really his fault that, oh, like, and he was even like, oh shit, I am sorry. This, yeah. These are my friends. And I didn't realize it came off real gross. Yeah. Me being this white guy writing about my drunk lazy mexican friends and uh i yeah it's and depending on how you look at it it can kind of it can be of like a very very bad taste mm-hmm. or it's kind of like i don't know it like it didn't come across as as i think you said mawkish before mm-hmm. but like it's like i kind of think it's like eh, i wouldn't call it mawkish mawkish would be like doing like, like a gross like pantomime of what mexicans behave like which it it can be it's so close to that it's it's it rides the line with that but i think like the like the like the the the, the slapstick kind of like like honor and dignity kind of story and everything like that just kind of like i guess i, yeah. I think anyway. i think it, it rides a line that that i think it crosses multiple times and you think it just barely doesn't i think i think that well for me i also forget reading down the line it's like i'm forgetting that this is a story about mexicans as opposed to just like these almost fantastical paisano people yeah if they'd right. just been white dudes i would have been chill or just like mixed not necessarily straight yeah, if they mexican were white friends. hobos mixed with some mexican friends and they also describe themselves oh purely as mixed anyway yeah so uh anyway but so final thoughts east of eden mm-hmm. uh gabriel yes Dave. uh uh east of eden final thoughts shoot i just gave them to you it's your turn are you drunk no i may as well be had, so what what are your had, final thoughts <laughs> i had tea so i'm kind of like hopped yeah. off and caffeine I mean, i'm going with the gin in my tea oh you put gin in your tea yeah buddy gross no earl gray gin it was one of my special recipes at the hamilton restaurant yeah but it's hot Ugh, hot oh, gin. you know it's like making a toddy anyway okay your final thoughts daniel and then we'll do um shauna thoughts um yeah like i feel bad that i i feel like if i really st- like put like really bear down and got into it i could have finished the book in mm-hmm. the week oh, same because like I was always kind of hesitant to pick it up because, again, I know it's I know it's big, I know it's long, and I know it's very not like complex, girthy. but there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, girthy. Um, there's a penis there. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that, <laughs> but um, but yeah, every time I pick this up, I got into it pretty quickly. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you, like like because it kind of starts yeah. with, like the pastorals, and I was very like very absorbing, and it's like oh, this is Steinbeck doing his great yeah. story about Salinas Valley. You know, it's too bad Kazan couldn't have made two movies out of this. Um, oh, we should talk about that in a moment. Um, but, uh, but like, yeah. And then like the moment the characters come in, you're with it. Uh, cause like they go into like, uh, S- Cyrus, Cyrus, the, the Cyrus. A- Adam's dad and everything yeah. like that. And like his two, the yeah, two his, wives he his, had. His, his like armchair general kind of like dad. <laughs> and he, even though he's like philosophizing with his sons, he's kind of just like a, he's a bad father and even worse husband. Yeah. And yeah, he's, he and like. The, and then like you see like this, this, this shine of consideration and thought when it comes to adam where it's like son i'm sending you to war because war will only bring a bad thing out in charles and it'll make you a man i may look like an idiot but i'm not one and you're like oh i I, cyrus i still think i still think he's a he's it's an outright idiot for that especially because Mm -hmm. like the comical thing is that once uh because what happened i don't think you actually mentioned it is that uh when they were young uh, Charlie beats the loving shit out of yeah. Uh, he tries to kill him out of Aaron, and then yeah, straight up tries Adam. to murder him. Like yeah. as does Cain and Abel, yeah. the C's and A's. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and then while he's recovering in the thing, he's like, "I got you a gift," and like he just gets sworn into like the thing while he's yep. like in bed and everything again. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Anyway, so yeah, no, uh, I, I'm surprised I like it again. I just got to the lead parts, and I was just like, because I keep thinking like, oh, man, I hope this didn't age poorly, because I, I, I'm worried about this, mm-hmm. because it is a very tricky thing, what he does with this. Yeah. Um. So, like, I got this, and I was like, yeah, okay, I like this. This okay. is cool. Uh, so, I'm, but I'm really curious about what, what, what yeah. would you say about this. I'm but, a little worried that, that I'm going to see Lee, and it's going to be more to see a flat. Well, but apparently, it's uh, according to most people who've, who love the book, have told me that it's he's great. Well, yeah, especially because like when you first meet him, you might think like goddamn tortilla flat guy, and then like give it a moment. Yeah. Um, because it it it's, it's it has something like it, that. Like again, I feel like this is because someone had like a Lee in their family, like in the yeah. past. Essentially, you, you so. sold the character to me by telling me he's almost like Sam Jackson's character in Django Unchained. Yeah, he's that, but a good guy. Yeah, but he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right, I guess anyway. I, so anyway, um, let's do. Uh, you. We have this thing we do. Uh, uh, indebted to our buddy from the Whip Around. The Whip Around podcast. Sean Check it out. Hayes. Sean Hayes. Monster of the East. The Beast. The Beast. 
The Beast of East. The man who eats the wrong nuts. The Beast of Edan. That was a great episode. Yeah, Guys, I don't great. know if I told you, love that episode. <laughs> uh, it was yeah, a real but, roller coaster ride. Uh, uh, we have this thing called Hazy Memory. Hazy Memory. Gabriel, when you, in the future, from like the first third of the book or whatever, mm-hmm. when you're thinking back on that, what is going to hazily creep back into the recesses of our memory? A lot of it. I'm really into these stories so far. Every character is very, very interesting to me. I'm like, and, and it does so without diving too deep, without over-explaining anything. It gives you just enough information to know why Adam would go to war, and then why he would leave, and then why he'd be a vagrant for years. Um, as we discussed at the beginning of this very episode, I have a bit of a tricky relationship with my brother. So, so far, I'm very, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think a lot about Charles and Adam and what it was between them that created like this warmth, anger, warmth, anger, that kind of whole cycle. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious about like what, like, you know, we get deeper on about, about especially like the first set of brothers and everything. Because technically, I have no idea what happens in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but no, it's it, it has a really interesting depiction of the brothers because although clearly there's a Cain and Abel thing going mm-hmm. on here, and like they, as you said before, like they have like they misunderstand what they want from life and each other and everything, but they also deeply love each other. Yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's it's very very interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, that's uh, very cool. My hazy memory. Oh, how about this? Actually, my actual hazy memory okay. from from the bits that you have read so far. Mm-hmm. There's only so many things that strictly come to mind. Um, Is from it when the, from... Kathy slips into Charles' bed? It's it's that. Actually, I forgot I, about I, that. I love that scene. I, I forgot about that. So um, so like I was just like, oh yeah, that happens. Then it hits, and I'm like. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, he fucks yeah, the. She it fucks it the, is a the great, great scene. Also, the biblical thing is that uh, Cain was the one who had children, mm-hmm. uh, and and also uh, 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 Charlie is marked by the by the mark. He didn't he like he fuck up his head. Yeah, he was moving a boulder. Yeah, and then he hit, then he hit his head. Now he's the mark of Cain. And oddly enough, uh, Kathy, who we haven't talked about nearly enough. Yeah. But like, she also has a mark of Cain because of uh, the that that's another that's one of the things I remember. The, my my hazy my actual hazy memory that I actually do hazily remember. Yeah, is uh is her getting beat beat nearly to death by yeah. like uh by her pimp boyfriend mm-hmm. or pimp, pimp but she boyfriend. was she was trying to like yeah. kind of like swindle him in a way, but like so she has like a scar from that, mm-hmm. um and though that was that was the hazy mystery the fact that like she gets like she like literally like crawls like half alive to like the and yeah. that's how they find her and some random dude like finds her money it's like oh shit look four thousand dollars. <laughs> Yeah, that. And the other hazy memory was uh, uh, Charlie uh, uh, trying to kill uh, Adam. Yeah. Yeah, that was just great scene. Pretty shocking and everything like that. Especially the 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 image of because um, like he beats the shit out of Adam, crawls into a ditch, and then like Charlie comes back, keeps like flicking on like uh, uh, matches to see in the dark, and he just he's just standing there with a hatchet, yeah. looking for him and everything, and how like fucking mm. eerie that is. And also, I just realized something. Something we should have talked about in the first part. What's that? I have a lot of thoughts about this new 100 Years of Solitude TV show. I have a lot of thoughts. Oh, no. Yeah. So um, we'll save that for next time. We will. There, yeah. I mean, it's early days. I don't even know if anybody is like specifically yeah, there's attached no talent to it, attached right? yet. Yeah. So we'll see. It's all we know is that it's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be very interested. Like, like, like if the next headline is Coron signs on to do this, I'm like, sold. Get the done. fuck. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. The three amigos are all doing it in tandem. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be fucking outrageous. That'd be very interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Anyways, we'll we'll touch we'll we'll get back on East of Eden. Uh, eventually. Episode one hundred one or one hundred two. Hopefully two. Let's say one hundred one. I am I am like you, very much enjoying it. Yeah, and uh, every, I'm liking this book. Plus, I bought a copy. I took forever to pick it up, and then when I pick it up, I took forever to put it down. So mm-hmm. and it's very long. But that said, we're gonna set this aside for now. Yarbles. for a couple episodes. Sure. Because next week we have a new thing, Gronk. a new series that yeah. we're gonna do. Gabriel, what's the name of the thing? <laughs> it's called Fanzer Kunst. All right, it's the Kunst is a hard to say. Right? Yeah, I, I, I think I, I told you I, I came up with that idea after a far more inappropriate one. Well, <laughs> why would why would you even come up with that with a reasonable answer? I name? don't know. Terrible. I was playing with the name Panzer Kunst, and then I'm like, oh no, I get it. We're gonna be the. 
No. Okay, this one's much better. Fonzer Kunst. I actually didn't really make that reference. That I didn't realize that until now, to be honest with you. When I was yes. going to say it, and I was like... Yes. It's called Fonzer Kunst because that is the secret martial art that robot girl Alita knows in the comic book series and movie now mm-hmm. of Battle Angel Alita. We are going to be doing every book in the original run, maybe Last Order if they don't twist my arm, of the Battle Angel Alita series. Hey man, I had a fucking girl. I I knew about the fucking pain mm-hmm. of Battle Angel uh, Last Order, so you should know it too. Hey, no, I'm I'm thinking of like, hey, I tried reading it. So for me, I'm more like, oh, if you're gonna make me read Battle Angel, then I'll, then Last Order. I was I was thinking like, I'm gonna make Daniel read a comic series of my own. I should pick a nine volume short one, something charming and breezy. Yeah, but sure. if we're doing Last Order, we're going like it's that's like twenty volumes now. No, we, we're not gonna do all of Last Order. Like I said, mm-hmm. we might look at a couple of them. Also, that means like we would have to either rent them from the library or whatever. Hopefully, yeah. that's the case. But like, we're not gonna get. We're just gonna take a look at them and maybe talk about what they are, or maybe like we'll take a look at them and then talk about that one. We'll take to- a peek while talking about maybe the last volume. Cheek peek. Um, now also, for our last bit. Oh, actually, before we do that, I should also point out that uh, we're going to do. I bought. I'm buying the deluxe volumes, I see. which are actually it's volumes one and two, just because mm-hmm. like they're pretty short, and also like yeah, I, the one, one have, standing alone isn't that good. I'd rather have five episodes of this than nine. Uh, I think that's All that's right. that's smart. Also, sure. if especially the way like the first two volumes work, it's like it totally works pairing them together because they're almost incomplete alone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, but that said, I'm looking forward to that. So next week. Alita, I'm sorry, Battle, Battle Angel, Angel Alita, Alita, Volumes 1 and 2. Deluxe Volume 1, aka. Okay. Yeah, Volumes 1 and 2. <laughs> By, dude, Katara. And go see, go see Alita Battle Angel. Starring Rosa Salazar. And. Christopher Waltz. Christopher Waltz. And. Jennifer Connelly. And Jennifer Connelly. And. Marshall Lee. And. Marshall Lee. Yeah. Okay. All those people. And uh, a bunch of other people. But uh, we'll talk about that next week. Gamer, we have one last segment to do, and that's the thing called plugs. Gamer plugs. No, we're rolling, remember? Oh, fuck. Yeah, shit balls. You All goof. right. Yeah, um, and just because we love doing it, uh, we're going to roll the book we're going to do yeah. after we complete East of Eden. So the way well. we've been deciding which strand 80 book to do is we've been rolling an 80-sided die. This uh-huh. enormous one I have, have had made out of a polyurethane. Blah. It's very heavy. It's There's super. 80 sides, and yep. then whichever one it lands on, that's the book we're going to do. That This will ostensibly be episode 102 or 103. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see about this. Um, So, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. Let, me put, on my, let me put on my lifting, my lifting belt. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to make more noise. <laughs> no, it's just tight. Just a okay. little clip. Uh, Gabriel, I have the list up in one hand. You have your car-sized uh, die. Yeah. Go ahead okay. and roll fart knocker. Knocker. <laughs> heavy. Very heavy. Four. Four, okay. Uh, is... Oh, interesting. Catcher in the Rye. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's exciting. It's like, for me, I'm just like, I feel like that's too soon, but hey, I'll take it. Hey, no, we can't argue with the die. Yeah. Uh, also, I was going to say this, but I didn't want to confuse anybody. Uh, where I op- where I opened the list, I went, uh, wait, what was it? I lost it already. Uh, oh, no. Where was it? Oh, fuck. I, I know. This is going to be a, a, a trailing off thing that's not going to have an answer because I lost it. Oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. Oh. I went, World According to Garp. Yeah, John Irving. The fuck is that? It's John Irving. I think they say this every time. Yeah, it's a classic John Irving book. It was made into a movie starring Robin Williams back in the late 80s. How does anybody fucking care about it? Who is John Irving? John Irving's great. Cyberhouse Rules. He wrote all these things that He wrote I... A Prayer for Owen Meany, one of the best books I've ever read. A Prayer for Owen Meany. It's yeah. Owen Meany need a prayer. Yeah, because yeah, he dies. He dies? Mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to pray for Sorry, dead poor Owen, Owen Meany. Yeah. So I guess he can go to his uh, tea house of yeah. cider. <laughs> Actually, yeah, like, yeah, that's exactly what happens. He can go to Garp's world. He can go. He he went to Garth world. And then Garth he can do the one. No, I said Wonder Boys. It's Michael Chabon. Yeah, I remember seeing his uh, his collection of books in the used bookstore I used to work at. No one ever bought them, what, unfortunately. John, John Irving John books. Stuff, yeah, yeah, they're very pop. They were very popular. They're not so much anymore. I don't think. It's like um that one lady whose name begins who last name begins with a T. Ah, forget it. Fuck it. Mm. All right, Gabriel. Yes, David. One last thing we have to do. It's a thing called plug. Uh-huh. So Gabriel, will you plug? All right, ladies and gentlemen. The very important thing. Swipe up. There'll be another link down there. It is to a five k donor dash. 
um, for Ryan's Goslings, a running team comprised of the late Ryan Snyder's sister, mother, and cousin. Ryan was the co-host of the other show he used to do here on the Top Count Radio Network, Sex and Violence. Check those shows out if you like for the back catalog. Ryan passed away last year, and um, to raise some awareness uh, for organ donation, um, they're doing they're doing the 5K. So please check that out. Donate some money, even a little bit counts. I've been broke, so this paycheck's what I'm finally gonna donate money hey. to. But that's happening soon. That's happening um, middle April, I believe. Okay. So check out that link. Please get on that. It would only be an honor. Ryan was a dear friend of ours, and boy, that guy really hated the Coens. Anyway. Um, Every only, time, you gotta yeah, mention that. <laughs> it's important. It, it humanizes him. Um, the only other thing is, I finally made that alternate Instagram account about books. Mm. It is read, as in reading, dot Richards. So follow me at read.richards, and where I'll be posting some of these stickers I'm making for slow readers. Also, um, uh, and also just bookstagram bullshit. Message me on there. Um, and then lastly, rate, review, subscribe to this show. Um, if you sub- if you sub- review the show on iTunes, give us some stars. I'll send you a free sticker. Mmm, free stickers? A stee-fricker. Are you going to have comical reinterpretations of famous literary masters? Yes, borderlining on blasphemous, yes. <laughs> awesome. Yay, yay. Gabriel, you can follow me on Twitter at Top I Gun. already do. Okay, well, let me... Let me... You're addressing, you said Gabriel, you can do these things. I know, I know. So I'm why are you telling me? I, I, I know. I'm ta- I'm, there's nobody else here. Well, just say... Just you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Slow Readers. Netherworld. Uh, hope you all like the new Slow Readers uh, icon, logo, mm. whatever you want to call it, logo. Um, and also you can buy my fiction right now on Amazon, which I'm focusing on right now to the point where it's like I'm trying to get something done, which is going to be much bigger. Uh, then, then the bigger, bigger, and so I hope I could talk about it. In the meantime, you can buy uh, the the Shadow from the Deep, uh, and uh, all the bits of A Cook in the Kingdom that are out right now. Uh, you can buy all them on Amazon. Do it, and then subscribe and like. You can't mm-hmm. subscribe. Well, you can. And like also, if you play Dead or Alive Six, fight Daniel via his gamer tag <laughs> DWRichel0099. Just actually, how do you? Yeah, I forgot you knew that. Yeah, I do know that. Um, yeah, I we have been playing. Online and yes, I haven't playing Dead or Alive Six. It's a very fun game. I hear. Um, I'm. I, I'm it just occurred to me later. Like, you're pumped about Sekiro. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get me some Mortal Kombat Eleven, and you can fight me on that. When's the When's that come out? Uh, mid April. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, on that note, uh, follow us on our on our uh, uh, after party podcast hey. where we just talk about video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called. Uh, game. I thought it was called two player co op. Two player co op or split screen. Well, yeah, but that that's like a real name. I was gonna come up with a joke one. Oh, but I couldn't because I'm not funny. Teabagging. <laughs> Teabagging. Uh, your mom. Oh my god! Uh, really? Like like <laughs> one inappropriate two? Really, man? How was that too inappropriate? Slash. Anyway. Anyway, so the show's over. That's the sound. That's Gabriel bumping into the thing. That's the sound of us going away. Say bye, Gabriel. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com.